Fashion Week. Uh, if, you're, if you're new here, we, we try to make a big deal about this week because it's the center of our faith. Christmas isn't the center of our faith. Um, this week is um, because Christmas was the coming of Christ and this, uh, this whole week is, is the sacrifice that he made and it's when we stop to remember. And, uh, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm happy to see this and I'm happy that, that so many people um, want to make a big deal out of it. And, uh, I, you know, it's, it, it's not an outreach. It's not anything we're physically going out and doing or anything like that. It's just a time where we remember Jesus and we fix our eyes on him again. And it's so appropriate and it's so worth it. So if it seems like a waste to you, why are we spending different nights coming together remembering? Well, it's remembering Jesus and this is what he's called us to do and it's so worth it. So I really encourage you, if you can come this week on any of those nights or all of them, please do. Um, it's it's going to be uh, fantastic. So I'm hoping this morning as we uh, kick things off um, that we can just have a morning we can sort of center and relax and, and not have any, any distractions at all. And we can just, what's, what's going on? Wow. I'm really sorry about that. Um, totally unexpected. Um, that, that footage, though, that is authentic footage. They, sh they shot everything in, in sepia tone back in the Roman Empire. I'm not sure if you knew that. Um, but this, uh, this week starts with the Passover. Now, the Passover is a very central story. I would like to do a study someday. I just thought of this right now on the spot as I'm standing here, of how many times the, the Exodus is mentioned throughout the Bible. Because they go back to it over and over and over again. It was the, sort of the seminal moment of when the Jewish people uh, uh, became a people. And it was all centered uh, uh, around this. It was, you know, they, they're in slavery in Egypt and in no way out. They're dominated by the world's most, most powerful people. And the Lord comes in and begins knocking down the, the gods that, that, that oppress them. It says he judges the gods of Egypt and ends up the, the, the people, the economy, the military of Egypt. And, and the night, the, the, the last night, he says, I want you to go out and I want you to, 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 to find a lamb and I want you to put his blood on his door. Here is, is what was said. Tell the whole community of Israel that on the 10th day of this month, each man is to take a lamb for his family, one for each household. If any household is too small for a whole lamb, they must share one with their nearest neighbor, having taken into account the number of people that are there. You are to determine the amount of lamb needed in accordance 
with what each person will eat. The animal you choose must be year-old males without defect, and you uh, may take them from the sheep or from the goats. Take care of them until the 14th day of the month, when all the people of the community of Israel must slaughter them at twilight. So this was, of course, there was a lot more things that went to it from the actual feast. But this was sort of the beginning of it, uh, and this is actually the day, now that we are celebrating We call it Palm Sunday, but back then it was Lamb Selection Day, and it was the beginning of the Passover feast. It would happen days before, and this is the time when you go out and say, this is the one I choose that's going to be our sacrifice, and the blood of that lamb will set set me free, will set my family free, and the angel passes over. Lamb Selection Day. Happy Lamb Selection Day, everybody. (laughs) Isn't that cool? And that was the day that corresponds here. Now, if you'll notice, oh gosh, what? Whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, I'm kind of busy. Okay, wow. Wow. (laughs) That was not planned. There are palm branches that are being waved on this day as Jesus comes in. People are ready. Now, there's some things about palm branches um, that, that uh, uh, you may not know today. We, we get so used to seeing these things. Now, uh, they, people come in and they're yelling, Hosanna. They're yelling, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And, and there's... There's symbolism around each one of these things, but first let's actually hit this word Hosanna, okay? It's right, it was a, a, a you're, you're the one, you're the man. It actually went a little bit deeper than that as well. Um, let, me, let me show you Psalm 118. When they're shouting Hosanna, here's what they're saying. They're actually referencing a specific psalm. They're saying, save us, O God, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Now, this was a common thing that, uh, that, you know, in their culture, even when Jesus does this a few times, when he'll drop a line of a psalm, and he's calling on them to remember the entire psalm, okay? Um, and, you know, we do this with, with well, I'm not even going to give an example here, but um, he, the, here's what they're referencing. Let me, let me give you Psalm 118, just a, a couple snippets of it, okay? Let Israel say, his steadfast love endures forever. Out of my distress, I called on the Lord. The Lord answered me and set me free. The Lord is on my side as my helper. I shall look in triumph to those who hate me. All the nations surround me. In the name of the Lord, I cut them off. They surround me like bees. Now, what are they talking about? The nations surround me like bees. Well, here's a little bit of Israel's history for the last 700 years. Each one of these colors is another empire that has dominated them. Most of of, of what we think about in the kingdom of Israel with King David and all the stuff was a very small sliver of time. There was only a united empire for a little over a hundred years, a united kingdom of Saul, David, and Solomon. After that, the two empires split, and before long, they begin to be knocked over and dominated by other world powers. So it's kind of a bummer, actually. In 700, that, that empire is called Assyria, a very cruel and ruthless empire. Ten of the, of the twelve tribes of Israel end up disappearing into history because of the brutality of the Assyrian people. After that, the Babylonians come in and Nebuchadnezzar 
And they come in and they sack Israel and they burn everything. They destroy the temple in 586. After that, the Persians come in. The Medes and the Persians together. And they rule for a period of time. And then Alexander the Great comes in. And, and, and his succession comes in. The Greeks, uh, through, through different powers, rule there for hundreds of years. And finally, finally the Romans come. And the Romans are the most powerful of all. So here they are, the little tiny Jewish nation, with all this promise, all these grand promises about them, and all this, this incredible identity, and wow, we're the people of, the people of, we're the people of nothing. When they say, Hosanna, they are remembering we are surrounded like bees with nations, and we need deliverance. Save us, we beseech you, O Lord. O Lord, we beseech you. Give us success. Hosanna means save us. Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. We bless you from the house of the Lord. The Lord is God. And he has given us light. Bind the festal procession with branches up to the horns of the altar. Hosanna. Deliver us. When they are calling Hosanna to Jesus, they are asking him to save them from the nations. They are binding together in Jerusalem, in the holy place, the rebuilt temple, one of the most magnificent structures in all the ancient world. And they're standing there at the symbol of who they are as Jesus. This rabbi comes in and saying, save us. You're the one to deliver us. It's a little different than what we think of, perhaps. You are coming with the authority of God himself. Use that authority to be like Moses, to be like David. Save us from our oppressors. That is what is being said here. And it's easy to miss. Now, there's other things happening here. Oh, so, excuse me, we got another special report. I hope she was okay. That's really concerning. <laughs> One historian said the palm branches were similar, like the, the stars and stripes would be for us. It was a national symbol. Now, it, it got famous in particular when the, when the Maccabees, uh, if some of you guys are familiar with that story, um, when they uh, came through. Here's a Here's a quote from the first book of Maccabees. Simon entered the Tower of Jerusalem. This is after a whole guerrilla war that was waged. The 312th day, the second month, and the 171st year with thanksgiving. 
and branches of palm trees and with harps and cymbals and vials and hymns and songs because there was destroyed a great enemy out of Israel. See, the people were almost destroyed then. This is about 150 years earlier. Excuse me, it was more than that, about 180 years earlier. And they remember this. The Jewish people know their history. And they remember, you remember when, when, when Antiochus IV, that ruthless man, tried to get rid of our entire religion, our entire identity, and we fought him out. And Judas Maccabeus and his family fought him out. And finally they kicked him out with power, and they came into the temple with palm branches. Palm branches were such a hot-button item that I've, I, I've read one source that says they were not even allowed inside Jerusalem. Isn't that interesting? Because it was a symbol of revolt. If you had it, it could be confiscated. Because what are you trying to do? There was a whole sect of people in Israel at the time called the Zealots. And the Zealots, quite literally, were people who might run up behind a, a Roman guard and slit his throat. It was a whole group of them, and that was their ultimate goal, was to get rid of Rome. And palm branches were kind of associated with the zealots. So, people are waving palm branches as Jesus is coming in. Do you think this was a little tense? It's not actually a worship service, is it? I mean, it is, but it's of a different kind. Glad to be on this side of it, I will say. So, why the excitement now? There's a question. Well, Jesus, he already had this, this massive reputation and word had spread all over the place about the things that he could do. And, and his miracles sometimes took on a grandiose manner. He, uh, for example, had these, these couple of times when he has massive crowds and they don't have any McDonald's nearby and they would come and they would run out of food and Jesus would just feed everybody with like, you know, a lunchbox and a PBJ. So that's pretty impressive. Now word of that gets around, doesn't it? It's going to get around. All right, you also had other things. You had obvious miracles of blind people seeing in the middle of great crowds and people saying, that guy was blind from the day he was born and now he can see. I, I don't know what happened, but that dude, that rabbi did it. And guess what? Word travels. You have lame men walking. That guy has been begging in that same spot for 30 years. And now he's doing backflips. Can you explain this to me? Word travels. Can you see this? And there is massive buzz. Jesus is trending, shall we say. Huh? There's my intergenerational connection. Demons are being exercised. Not exercised, but... You've got, you, you've got fortune tellers who make massive profit with their demonic arts and, and, and are running, some of them running around naked and all these things like animals and now they're like, you know, wearing a three-piece suit and serving. Yeah, I mean, it's just crazy. You're like, what, what, what? Well, it's because of the rabbi. Everybody knows this guy does amazing things. Okay, but why now? Well, all that popularity reached a fever pitch because something bigger has just happened. Oh, uh, excuse me. So, sorry. Now here's the story. I don't know if it's true, but if all the eyewitnesses are to be believed, this is 
Wow, that is big news. Well, that just took place. That just took place a couple of days before Jesus entered Jerusalem. So, already people are excited about this. Already they're coming from hundreds of miles away because they've heard about him. Already there's massive buzz, and now there's talk of somebody coming out of the grave. Now, Jesus, this, this wasn't, if you know your Bibles, this wasn't entirely unprecedented. There were a couple other instances uh, that, uh, where Jesus actually rose somebody from the dead. The first one was, uh, was up in this little town called Nain, and Jesus was walking through with his disciples in the middle of a funeral, and he just stops, and he's like, hey, wakey, wakey. And, and then he gets out, and, and whoa! Now, okay, that would have caused some stir, but here's the thing. Nain? Where is Nain? You hear the stories coming from Nain? Oh, that's easy to dismiss. Hey, hey how many Nainites does it, does it take to change a light bulb? You see, Nain is, is way, sort of in the middle of nowhere, and you don't necessarily rely on reports that come from there. Those people... You might be a Nainite if. Okay? I think that's probably how that one was dismissed. Not a whole lot of, yeah, okay. The next one happened uh, in the region of Galilee. So this one was a little bit more accepted, perhaps. But here's the thing. This was when this man named Jairus, uh, his daughter was sick. And he says, Jesus, please, you know, please come. So Jesus comes in. Now, in the meantime, she has died. So you have people around the house. And Jesus comes in just with a small group of disciples and raises her up. And she comes out, and she's alive. Now, that one, if I am a typical listener or even standing outside, I might have gone, okay, well, wait a minute. You're, okay, she was really sick, and now she's not sick. But I'm not necessarily going to buy a resurrection story. Okay? So you've got two accounts of a thing that happened, but are probably pretty readily dismissed for their own various reasons. This one, however, is totally different. This one is extremely public. This one has people around. Now, even more than that, this one has a, 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 an instance because Jesus was coming down. And Jesus knew these people, and they were all waiting. Lazarus was a dear friend of Jesus. There's some who have suggested that he might have been the writer of Hebrews. I personally discount it, but stuff like this. Like, he was very close, and Mary and Martha as well, very close. And so this happens, and they're all waiting for him. Everybody knows the rabbi can heal. Everybody knows he can do his amazing stuff. So the crowd is probably already gathering here going, okay, okay, he's going to die unless the rabbi comes, but the rabbi's on his way. So it becomes a hot point, hot button kind of thing. Everyone's gathering him. And then he doesn't. He doesn't show up. He dies. So there's big crowds. Jesus finally comes in, and in the middle of all of this madness, he steps in after the funeral. And everybody's coming, and everybody's watching. Now here's the thing. Look at this. Look how close this is. This right here is Bethany. This is Jerusalem. Oh, my goodness. Um, oh, whoa. Hey, whoa, 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 whoa. What are you talking about? I, I was there. I uh, helped Mary okay. lay about. Right. I'm telling you. Uh, he was alive. Uh, okay, dead. okay, okay, okay. Are, are you sure he wasn't only mostly dead? No. All dead. Three days, all dead. 
Okay. All day. Uh, and then the okay. rabbi came, Jesus came, All right. and he called him out, and it's like no stinky smell. He should have been stinky. He was dead for three days, but no stinky smell. Okay. I gotta go. I gotta go to Jerusalem. I gotta okay. Sarah okay. Sarah. All right. I gotta go. Whoa. I gotta go. Whoa. Okay. 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 All right. Bye. Okay. Oh my gosh. Whoa. Can you see what would have happened in such a public place? You would have had to tell somebody, not just one person, you would have had to tell everyone. You saw it! And guess what? Passover is just in a couple of days. You see how everything is reaching a fever pitch here. Now, there are two crowns. This is what we need to see. There's two crowds. There's one crowd coming from Bethany, and there's another crowd in Jerusalem. Palm Sunday is when these two crowds smash against each other, and there is jubilation and all kinds of craziness. The, the large crowd, the Jerusalem crowd of the Jews, learned that Jesus was there. They came not only account of him, but also to see Lazarus, whom he had raised from the dead. The Bethany crowd that had been with him when he called Lazarus out of the tomb and raised him from the dead continued to bear witness. That means they continued to do exactly what Elisa was doing. They're telling everybody, oh my goodness, I've got to bear witness about this. You are not going to believe this. That's what's happening. So, whoa. Oh boy. Okay. What? I'm sorry. The donkey. Is this? Okay. The the donkey. The do, you don- this, do you know what this means? That's, we're going to Jerusalem. Oh, the, the I, oh, oh, can you hold on for just a second? Because I, 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 I know what it means, I think, but I don't think maybe everybody does. Okay, can you? All right, okay, so we good? All right, so there was a donkey. Uh, now, now, again, it, Jews know their history. Okay, now there, there are some things in their history that this is going to symbolize. You ready for this? Rejoice, O daughter of Zion. Shout aloud, O daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, your king is coming to you, righteous and having salvation. Is he humble and mounted on a donkey? This is in Zechariah chapter 9. They know this. There's already something about the donkey representing kingship. Now there's other stuff here too. For example, we've got some issues with That's all you're throwing on the ground, right? Yeah. Okay. You're, uh, ah, wait a minute. Okay. There's something here. Okay. They started throwing their clothes on the ground in front of the donkey. And guess what? More symbolism here. <laughs> Second Kings 9, 12. Thus says the Lord, I anoint you king over Israel. Then in haste, every man of them took off his garment and put it under him on the bare steps. And they blew the trumpet and proclaimed, Jehu is king. By both of these things, they are showing that they believe this rabbi is king. Is that what you guys are saying? Yes. Yeah, yeah he's our king. He's going to lead us against Rome. Woo! Destroy all of our enemies. Yeah. You know what? We'll have an unstoppable army. You know why? He can create th- food out of thin air, just like yeah. that. He can heal our sick and wounded. Sure. Even if we die, yeah. he'll raise us back to life. You saw what he did with Lazarus, right? I, I just heard about it. Oh, well... He raised him back to life. And you know what? Unstoppable army, my friend. Let's yeah. go. Okay. Wow. I'm wondering if we can start doing decaf in the mornings. Is that possible? That was... Um, there, uh, so... 
Oh, did you see those kids? I did. Oh, thank you. Uh, I'm not sure oh, I want to do this. Okay. okay, all right. Did you see that? I did. They need to relax. Brother, I'm telling you, they have to relax. Uh, agreed. Lay I'm off kind the Red of Bull. in the middle. Lay off the Red Bull! Yeah. Hey. Uh, you got it, kids. Man, those young whippersnappers. I'm, so, I'm kind of... Oh. Wait a second. I'm sorry. Did I interrupt something? Yeah. A, a little. Well, I, yeah, I kind of... Uh, Wait a minute. This is a religious service, isn't it? Yeah. Are yeah. you a rabbi? You're a rabbi. I'm, I'm associate to the rabbi, I guess you okay. could say. Okay. I'm, Good uh, enough. What's your name? Uh, but, it doesn't matter. Uh, you got to tell me, though. You're, I mean... Well, something like it, yeah, no, no. yeah. You're, I mean, you're, what? you're worried about this too, right? Worried about what, what, Come on. what are we? You heard, I mean, all the, all the talk about revolution and the politics. Yeah, and, I, yeah. I, I, well, you know, the, the, the palm branch Right, thing? the palms, yeah, they're the all bloodshed. over. I, 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 don't, I don't like bloodshed. Right? Yeah, right. Yes. Yeah. Okay, yeah. and then there's this uh, Messiah walking around now, the right. rabbi. Yeah. I don't know about yeah. that. Well, I, you know, I've, I've read about. You him. have, so you yeah. know about him. I so do. You know he's dangerous. That's good. Dane? Yes. Okay. He's trouble. That's actually not the word I would use. I would what? maybe. Well, what I mean, word he's, would you use? Honestly. Well, I mean, it's like inspired. Okay, let me, let me yeah. tell you about this. You heard about the whole uh, the Bethany zombie thing, right? Oh, the zombie yeah, thing. The zombie. You, yes, Lazarus. Lazarus. Sure. Yes. Okay. Right. We'll call it Lazarus. Right. Right. That's trouble. That's trouble. He's going to bring change that we don't well, want. Well, that's like good change. I mean, he was dead, right? No, Suppo- okay, if it's okay, true, okay. he was dead. You clearly aren't understanding something. Come, okay. with, come here. Okay. I'm sorry, um, guys. This is, take, yeah. this will just take a second. Right. Okay. Look, you got, you got an okay crowd of people here, right? Yeah. I mean, I, the, I think the so. numbers aren't great, but... Well, they're, they're yeah, growing. Yeah, everyone says that. Listen, <laughs> they look mostly intelligent. Right yeah. now, yeah. they follow yeah. you. Okay. But if, if this Jesus thing keeps happening, right. they're going to leave you and follow him. Boom. Okay. This might Trouble. sound kind of cheesy, but I think I'd be okay if everyone what? just started following Jesus. No, listen. That's, that's ridiculous. Okay. No. Okay. No, because look, they'll leave you, right. and you'll lose your hold on them. You, you get that? I'm sorry. Are you, are you a rabbi? Or? Well, I mean... I don't like to brag, but oh. I'm sort of like a super rabbi. I'm kind of Are you like a Pharisee. I, tr- I train other rabbis. I'm a rabbi's rabbi. Oh, you're a rabbi's yes. rabbi. I have a gold pin. Okay. At home. You're I have Pharisee medals, or you? And I work exclusively in the temple in Jerusalem. You're a Sadducee. So like, Get out of town. Okay. Okay. But let's that not, makes sense. Listen. Let's not put a name tag on it. It is what it is. Okay. The point is. Right. We are in agreement. Right. Uh, what, no, Something I, has I, to I don't. I don't know. We are in agreement. Something has to be done. What? We're going to have him arrested. All the machinations for, for are already in place. He's getting thrown in jail. And, uh, well, why? We're probably going to kill him, too. So, be ready. And Lazarus. Why Lazarus? What? Well, we got to get rid of the evidence. <laughs> Am I wrong? I feel like you're not even thinking this well, through here. He already died once. I'm just, are you okay, sure listen, you can kill either go. one of these guys? I, I gotta go. Uh, if you're smart, you're with us. We'll get away! So, 
So the chief priests made plans to put Lazarus to death as well. Because on account of him, many of the Jews were going away and believing in Jesus. So the Pharisees said to one another, You see that you are gaining nothing. Look, the world has gone after him. And for once, the entire religious community is aligned. And sort of with the Romans too, something's got to be done about this. This is a tense situation. Hosanna, son of David, the people yell. Hosanna, son of David, save us, son of David. The son of David is is important because David was promised many years ago that his descendant would sit on the throne forever. And here the people are yelling, Hosanna, son of David, save us, son of David. I wonder if it, it initially started out of like, Hosanna, Hosanna. Somebody brings a palm branch. You know how mobs are. Hosanna! (laughs) Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Then somebody ups the ante and they say this. Blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. They go, whoo You are crazy. Blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. And then they all just start busting him out. They see the donkey. They're tearing off their cloaks, throwing them down. They're saying, Hosanna, son of David! Hosanna, son of David! Down with Rome! Up with us! The religious establishment's going, No, this has got to stop! Don't you think this is bad? This has got to stop! Unbelievable amount of tension. Jesus had been called son of David by the Canaanite women, by, by, woman, by, by the blind man on the road. The implication was, was this. Hosanna, son of David, Have pity on me, oh great king, you're the one who's going to come and you're going to lift us up. See, for those others, it was an individual cry, recognizing an individual need. For the crowd, it wasn't that, it was something else. It was recognizing a national dream to be independent and strong. They were looking for an earthly king. They were looking for a political solution to a broken world. And they thought this was it. Jesus went up on the hill and he wept. You know why he wept? Here's one of the reasons right here. This coin was minted in about 70 AD, which is around 40 years after this moment when Israel has their revolt, finally. It almost happened so many times under Pilate, especially. And finally they had their full-on, let's overthrow Rome. And it crashed and burned And there was rivers of blood. There was another destroyed temple. Jesus weeps over them. They didn't get it. Today is Lamb Selection Day. 
There's a lot of problems with our world. And it's easy for us to go, we need society to get fixed. It's easy for many to go, we need the church to get fixed. Jesus, come and fix the church. Jesus, come and fix America. Jesus, come and fix Western civilization. Jesus, come and fix them. But this is Lamb Selection Day when we say, Jesus, come and save me. Because I need a lamb. Because I've blown it. This isn't about a political solution. It's not about something that will finally make everything look better or fulfill our personal fantasies about our, our own destinies. It has nothing to do with that. It has to do with Jesus being selected, volunteering as our lamb. So when we say Hosanna, we say, save me, O God. Save me, O God. And it's not as if our relationship with him is broken every year, but this is a day when we turn and remember it. When we say, I can't be proud and I can't be a finger pointer because I needed Jesus and I still need him every day. Hosanna, save me, O God. Save me, from all of the junk. Save me from all of the fantasies of life. Fix my heart. And we know what's going to happen in just a few days after this. The same people who are trying to coronate him, the savior of their own rebel cause, they gave up on because they saw he didn't do anything he let him down, and so they all chanted, crucify him. And he was slaughtered for each and every one of them. For the religious leaders, for the fanboys, and for us. And I'm glad we don't have to make this mistake and make everything about us. We don't have to make the mistake of these people thinking that the Messiah was their own personal, nationalistic dream. It's about Jesus and his kingdom being established. So would you join me? Stand with me. Jesus, we say we need you. Save us, O oh God. Hosanna in the highest. Save us, O oh God. And we know we do not have the power. We don't have the power to save ourselves, and we never did. Some of you maybe haven't chosen him. Today's your day. Today's your day to choose him. To say, save me, oh God, I've been looking for solutions all around myself. And there isn't one. And there isn't a solution inside myself. You're the solution. Can we have the prayer team come? Just come right up here. Right up here. Today's the day to come to him. 
whether you've never called out to him before or whether you have another need for, for you to come and say, Jesus, save me. I can't fix this thing on, your own, on my own. I can't do it. Maybe it's an illness. Maybe it's a broken relationship. Now's the time to, to cry out like the blind man, save me, oh God, I can't do it. Well, I invite you to come. I invite you to come. Come and meet him. Come and invite him to save. Can we do that? Jerry, can you come? Jesus, we thank you. We thank you for offering salvation to us. And we come to you again and say we need you. And we want to re-up that. And we want to remember you and your sacrifice. In Jesus' name, amen. If you want to come and do some business with Jesus, please come forward. Otherwise...